passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The Dort Podcast. Rich Keith. It's the Dort Podcast. Ryan Davis. the Dort Podcast. Hashtag. the Hashtag Dort Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Hashtag Dork. My name is Rich Keefe. Joined, as always, by Davey Eyeballs. He is Romanoff Von Dominoff. He is promo code Ron Von D. All hail the King of Ginger Ale. It's Ryan Davey. Davey, how are you? Just a real goddammer of a day today. What a Monday, huh? Oh, my God. You know what, Ryan? I just yeah. housed a box of Swedish fish. You're not going to tell anybody I housed a box of Swedish fish, are you? We're recording, right? So if I say I want to kill the president, you got it on video? <laughs> yeah, oh, shit. I didn't flip fast <laughs> enough. Right. We don't have time to mess around today because you we don't. have an action-packed episode, almost a double episode in one. We have uh, essentially two topics du jours. So let's just get right into the old news. I have stocked up on Gatorade because I am afraid I am going to come myself to the point of dehydration tomorrow. Scream trailer drops to- on Tuesday. We're recording this on a Monday. Tuesday, Scream trailer. Are you excited for that? Not really. Let me ask you a personal question. Sure. Has anybody ever come to themselves to death? Uh, God knows I've tried. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I just figure because you can bleed to death. Yes. There's got to be, <laughs> there's got to be a, another way. I'm nervous. I'm a little nervous that this could You're happen. A little nervous. Me. I'm pumped for this movie. I can't wait. It comes out January 14th, which I do feel like is an odd uh, release date. Clearly, the movie's pretty much done. Why not just put it out, you know, Halloween? But I don't know. Is there yeah. maybe is it like overset? They don't want to compete with Halloween? Maybe. Maybe it's going to be its own thing. Yeah, uh, I think the other ones actually may have come out around Christmas too. I think so. Eh, I guess now, January fourteenth in theaters only. In theaters only. So we we're this is going to be a standalone, right? Yeah, goddamn right it is. <laughs> <laughs> Might be two episodes. I can't uh, wait. And they're not going with Scream Five. They're just going with Scream. But that seems to be uh, the new thing now: Halloween, Candyman, etc. So. What's the do you have any information on this movie? Is it a reboot yes. or is it so I, I can't tell? I think it's I think it's acting as both a reboot and a sequel because it's it's from what I've read on the internet, it is a direct sequel to Scream 4, which came out in 2011. Right. Nev Campbell, Courtney Cox, David Arquette are all in it. Uh the other woman Great. is it is it uh Marley Shelton? Remember the the officer Hicks from Scream Four, the blonde woman from Scream yes. Four, she's yep. back in this, okay. and then it's like a cast of like young people, including Jack Quaid from The Boys. Oh, nice! 
and Dylan Minette from uh, Don't Breathe and that 13 Reasons Why. Who was, al- who was almost Spider-Man. Yeah, he would have been a good Spider-Man. Yeah. But so he he's in Spider-Man. this. So the fact that they're all in it, it's clearly not just a reboot because all the stuff from before is going to be a factor. Anyway, I'm excited. I, I, I'm, I'm maybe too excited. Ryan, we got news. We got MCU news today, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, just hitting the news bulletin. Will Poulter, the actor, is going to portray Adam Warlock in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. You might know Will Poulter as the skinny kid from We're the Millers. Yeah, and he was also in Bandersnatch, and he uh, he of the lazy eye. He's got a little bit of a wonky eye. My quick thought, quick take on the casting. Mm-hmm. Now, look, I mean, we've done this before. Yeah. If you remember, way, way before this podcast was even a twinkle in our eye, mm-hmm. you and I had a conversation because we were thinking about yeah. possible Joker casting. When Heath Ledger Joker casting came out, we were like, are you shitting me? <laughs> right. And at the time, it was rumored that Crispin Glover was going to be the Joker, which in my mind is the perfect, perfect casting. Yeah. Right. Oh, and this kid could be good. I, I mean, he, he, definitely, he definitely could be good. They, they haven't. I'm trying to think when's the last time they've really swung and missed on a casting choice. Who? I don't love Don Cheadle as War Machine, but that obviously wasn't their original choice. It was not. And I think what's his name? Terrence Howard was awesome. Yeah. Um, If he just wasn't a dink. Apparently a lot to handle on uh, sets. But so anyway, I mean, th- this kid could be good. We'll see. They needed Adam Warlock. That was o- an obvious addition to the MCU. So I'm glad he's showing up. That should be good. Did you see the teaser for House of the Dragon, the new Game of Thrones prequel series? I did. And now this is something that I'm like, I've been hurt before. Yeah. You know, I'm not buying this. I will watch it. Okay. I will give it two episodes. If it does not immediately grab my attention, I am out. Yeah. I'm definitely going to start it. Like, for example, we talked about Lock and Key Season 2 last week. Yeah. That's one where somebody that I trust needs to have seen it and tell me that it's good in order for me to see it. Whereas House of the Dragon, I'll be my own judge, but I'm with you. I probably shouldn't hang on too long at the risk of just being either disappointed or frustrated or whatever. We've been hurt before. We have, Ryan. We absolutely have. But the guy uh, who played Doctor Strange is playing the Mad King, I believe. Doctor Not Strange? Dr. Strange. Um, Benedict, Doctor Who. Clapper no, Jacks? No, Doctor Who. Um, hmm. I forget his name. There's been a lot of Doctor Who's. Not David Tennant. Not David Tennant. It no. was Matt Smith. Matt Smith. Matt Smith is one of the... Matt Smith. Yep. Also on HBO and HBO Max is going to be the Peacekeeper series starring John Cena. They released a clip. We tweeted it out at Dork Podcast and... Uh, the show I'm in on this. This has got the the makings of a standalone episode. In the it future. does. When yeah. he was shooting the gun from his crotchal region, I was like, you know what? Yeah, this is something we're gonna sold. We're gonna check out. I like it because it is some of the same humor like that Drax had, and some of those other characters have, like the like the uh, just very straight, but also like very blunt, very honest. Not a lot of room for minutia, but r-rated and it's like super straightforward so like when he's like right. my bullets will shoot through your bullets like that like that shit i love that shit so direct but it's also going to be like with swearing and with like vul- vulgarities and yeah. like uh crassness lewdness perhaps and the costume for vigilante looks awesome it does 
Yeah. It'll be good. I, James be Gunn's good. involved in the entire thing. By the way, James Gunn was the one that also confirmed the Will Poulter Adam Warlock news. He's all he's busy guy. Yeah, busy, busy. So I'm like, very busy, very busy, doing good things. Yeah. Uh, have you watched the new Dave Chappelle stand-up special on Netflix yet? I have not. Closer. But I heard that there were some questionable jokes when it comes to women. But I realized that they're like this is his thing now. Yeah, like his last stand-up special, and I haven't seen this one either, and I don't know why. I've just been super busy, believe it or not. I've been busy, and now with all the, you know, the Sox games and the football on top of all the movies, it's slipped Hockey through the Hockey starts in a couple weeks. Hockey and hoops. It's just, it, it's tis the season. Yeah. So I'm, I'm definitely going to see it when it comes out. I just feel like Chappelle is one of five to ten people in the world that literally could not be canceled, though. So if you try no. it, Chappelle... He's funny because what because what he does and I haven't heard it yet, so I'm not going to uh, defend it yet, but I assume it's funny. And that's the number one thing. If you're going to say something that offends people, it has to be funny. Otherwise, you're just you're not doing it right. Well, I forget. I think it was Ricky Gervais was talking about like, oh, comedians can't say anything anymore. He's like, no, you fucking can. Mm -hmm. You just have to be smarter about like, you'd be smarter about it. And, like, you can say whatever you want. Right. Like. And I think Although it's the job I, of the comedian to point out. And, I feel, is, like, but I feel like established comedians can say whatever they want. I feel like if you and me were just breaking out, oh, it no. would have to be so good to hit on certain topics. And people forget, too. Like, Chappelle was low-key canceled for years. Or Remember, he, he took sort of off. Stuff. He took off. Yeah, uh, he, he broke his contract with Comedy Central and yeah. just kind of took off. And so he's he went away for years and came back. Yeah. He's great. He's still mm -hmm. great. My, and it's been hit or miss. Like, yeah, but I will always listen to what Dave Chappelle has to say. Uh, same. Same. So, so I got that in the old queue. I'm watching mm -hmm. that soon. Uh, DC Fandom is sneaking right up on us. That is uh, the 16th. Mm -hmm. So next week, we're definitely doing Halloween Kills uh, in the theme of hashtag Dorktober. But I would have to assume we could do a dink on, on Fandom. We have to, right? Keep it ripped to our uh, our Twitter as well. We'll post a bunch of stuff, but it should be good. It's got a whole bunch of stuff going on. I'm excited. So we're there's rumors that you're gonna see something like there's gonna be a Black Adam trailer, the um, Batman, more stuff the on the Batman. Batman. There's gonna be more from the Batman, more from Gotham Knights, and there's rumors that there might be some announcement regarding Henry Cavill as Superman, whether or not he returns. All right, all right, all right, all right. So I'm in. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and there's going to be like a surprise or two for sure. Like they're probably saving it for this. It was a big successful event so. last year. I'm looking forward to it this year. Uh, should I have bought this? We've been getting some more submissions. We're going to postpone. We're going to bring it back next week. You can uh, submit more of them. Dorkpodcast at gmail.com. Especially if you have something spooky, send it our way. Mm -hmm. I got a few in the holster that I'm ready to go, but we got to move things along here. Uh, that is brought to you by 47 Brand. Go to 47brand.com. And uh, use the promo code hashtag dork at checkout for 20% off your entire purchase. I got a new hat, too. Let me see it. Ooh, that's a good one. That's the one you were talking about for a long time. That was time. the one I was asking for. I was like, ooh, I want that one so bad. And I got it. And it's a Patriots hat. It's got the big font in the front. Yep. Pretty badass. I'm pretty excited about that. Right, let's get to the next thing. It's time for Davey's video game minute. Even if it takes more than a minute. All right, so what do you have? So what do I have? First of all, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Wild Bill Soda. Go to drinkwildbillsoda.com. Try drinkwildbills.com. Use the promo code Ron Von D. 
Get yourself an additional 20% off. After you go to 47, go to Drink Wild Bills. Get more discounts. Oh, you're swimming in savings at this point. Swimming in savings at this point. At this point, they're giving this stuff away. Uh Um, And get yourself some drinks. I have a lot of video. I'm playing three video games simultaneously now. We we went from famine to feast, Richard. Mm. I tweeted these out, but I want to give you the rundown of what I'm playing and grade them. Okay. Deathloop. Oh, yeah. That of it. Fireballs. Fireballs for Deathloop. Interesting. Fireballs. Five out of six. So fireballs. Wow. Far Cry 6. Oh, that's the one with Giancarlo Esposito? Fireballs. Fireballs. I like so again, that. So this, and I would say on top of that, this is the most fun Far Cry has been. So the last one they did, Far Cry 5, was good, but it was a little too serious. This is like completely... The first animal... You know how you make like these animal friends? Yeah. The first one you is Guapo, who is a pet alligator who wears a jacket. Love he it. He goes and takes people out for you. I like it. And it's really funny to like watch him like walk after you, like run after you. Yeah, you gotta you gotta run like a like in a scissors kind of yeah, yeah. Serpentine. Serpentine. And I'm proud to announce that Metroid Dread. Oh laser beams. Ah laser beam! It's better than fireballs, you pussy. This game and this game is fantastic. If you ever played one of the old like it's right at Super Metroid level. If you played Super Metroid and liked it. This is exactly with for a new generation. So it's okay. like that amped up. Now the people, but what's crazy is people are there's a lot of backlash right now for Metroid because people are complaining that it's sixty dollars. And there are games in this genre, so these indie games like Blasphemous, like Hollow Knight, like Meat Boy, like all of these Metroidvania side-scrolling games that are now twenty dollars that are equally as good. But you know, you uh, what's it? Dead cells is another one that are that are less yeah. expensive. Is this worth it? It is, and I, okay. I'll tell you why. Because this is not a James Gunn, Sean Gunn situation. It's not one of those things where people are like you have to play this. You don't. If you want to play Hollow Knight, you want to play Dead Cells, you want to play a game like that, fine. But the fact of the matter is, is those games are made by indie companies who can basically afford to sell these games for less. If it's four people making a game, or 20 people even making a game. It's worth it to them to sell it at that price point. Whereas Nintendo is making this game with thousands of employees. Right. You need to pay those people. Correct. Right? So, like, buy the game. Yep. Enjoy it. All right. Shut the fuck up. Pretty Are simple. Are you with me on that? Are you with me yeah. on that? That's, That's a what good three-step plan right there. Play the game. Out. Yep. Enjoy the game for what it is. Yep. And? Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. There we go. Okay, so there's that. Um... Animal Crossing Direct happening this weekend as well. Okay. A nice little 20 minute, 20 minute Nintendo Direct based solely on Animal Crossing. You know, one person in my house is excited about that. Yes, I do. And she's like, you better fucking drop some real content or I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, have you do, are you familiar with this uh, young lady, Amaranth? Yes, real I name, am. Caitlin Siragusa. Yeah. And by the no way, we've, we've mentioned her on the podcast before. She is the example of, you know, the people that claim they're like, oh, I knew this band before they got famous. Yes. I found her somehow on either Twitter or Twitch when she was literally just like a cosplayer. And she, I right. remember she did Devo when we were playing Overwatch back in the yep. day. So I started following her on Twitter and it morphed though from like cool video game playing into just straight up like porno, almost porno. And I was like, yeah. I can't be following this like at work and having this come up. So, well, but I know who she is and she's gotten super popular in the time from when I first stumbled upon her to now. 
Well, you don't have to worry about her following her anymore because she has been banned in one day. Yeah. From Twitch. Yep. TikTok and Instagram. And she claims all in one know. fell swoop. And wow. there's no real explanation why. Yeah. But it could be all like the AS. She did, does this thing with like ASMR where she just like licks ears for like an hour. And like people watch that shit. And she was one of the first ones to do like the hot, hot tub stream. streaming. Yeah. So this is this has become an issue for people. It was, it was funny because you could watch uh and people can you can you can watch Gresham Keefe on Twitch and you go to uh twitch.tv slash Boston WEI. Yeah. And so I pulled it up one day because I wanted to see like what our chat was saying. And you look over on the left and it's like recommended streamers, right? So it's like all right. the popular ones. And she was streaming and it just said just chatting. I clicked on it, it was literally her riding a gigantic inflatable pickle in a makeshift hot tub and she was just staring at the screen signing the pickle people who donated money in like a sharpie and i'm like yep. i guess and just all the boobs yep boobs. and like thousands and thousands of viewers you know yep. okay fourteen thousand viewers or something yeah. she averages which is crazy but she's gone so yeah, i think well, one of the things that people took an issue with is like you can do that she's on youtube though yeah but like stop putting her on the front page right like once you click on it like a eight-year-old kid clicks on twitch and like that's the first thing they see like Correct. they don't need that Right. right. So she's gone. Uh, Battlefield beta. Uh, checked it out a little bit. Stinks. Game's broken. It's terrible. Don't play it. Um, and GTA Grand Theft Auto. You want Grand Theft Auto 6? Yes. Well, you're not going to get it. So what they're going to do instead is they're going to release Grand Theft Auto 3, Vice City, and San Andreas. I've played all remastered. Those. I've played them all. You don't want that? I've played every goddamn one of those games. Well, you can play them again. This time on, on, uh, <laughs> and that'll do it for Davies Video Game Minute. You said we get a ton of stuff to do. So, again, Davies Video Game Minute brought to you, brought to you by our friends at Wild Bill Soda, drinkwildbills.com, promo code Ron Von D. Boom. Quick question, quick question for you. What? Y'all ready for bisque? I am ready for some bisque. Well, right. I'm glad you asked. It's the topic of the day. And today it is the Disney Plus animated series, What If? Nine episodes as part of phase four of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We will start as we do with all of our TV and movie reviews. Spoiler free. Ryan, did you like it? I think so. Kind of. Maybe. Yeah. Not really for me. Not, eh. Not really. Just eh, eh. I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. Uh, we normally ask, is it a must watch? I would say no. Nope. And you could probably go a la carte. Uh, I would recommend episode two very much. And there's a handful, which we'll get to in spoilers, that aren't going to ruin your day. But I, I wouldn't say like, oh, my God, I can't wait. You got to sit down and you got to watch this. And what do you think about it? And then there's I, a couple that's flat out stink. There's there's a handful that flat out stink. And I would say three that are good. Three, maybe. Yeah, we'll get into it. What's mm -hmm. the best thing? Without spoiling anything, what's the best thing about this show? Hearing Chadwick Boseman's voice. Good one. That was my that was my favorite thing about this show. Chadwick Boseman is a great choice. I would just to have something different. I would say Jeffrey Wright's portrayal of the Watcher. He he's just a wonder. Speaking of great voices, like that awesome. is just a great voice. Oh, he's an awesome voice. But the Watcher is a great character that hasn't been utilized in the twenty five MCU films has been utilized in all of the pre you know Netflix shows. I thought they did a good job with him and there was some so, cool stuff with him. There is a there is a moment, I believe it's in Avengers when you actually see the watchers. There's multiple ones talking to Stan Lee who's in a space suit. I think it's oh, the right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they don't say anything. 
So, but oh, there's you're right. yeah, it was yeah. multiple watchers. Good point. I forgot about that. Yep, good point. Well, like you said, underutilized because like these are part yeah. of the the universe. But yeah, um, but yeah. I mean, just one thing that, that was great is like they brought back most. Uh, I would say eighty percent of the Avengers had authentic voices. In it was movie. really weird. Like which ones weren't? Like there yeah, was well, so many. Scarlett Johansson was not. Yeah, Scarlett. Deep in lit- litigation. <laughs> it was like ScarJo. And Chris Pratt, uh, Dave Batista, I don't think was in it. He was not. Jeremy uh, Renner, I don't think was in it. Yeah, it was like a it was a weird group because mm-hmm. you're like a lot of these other people. I'm sure are very busy and have a lot yeah. of stuff to do, and yet but they like, were. In it. Oh, and uh, uh, Brie Larson wasn't in it either. I don't think Zoe uh, Saldana was. But you had Benedict Cumberbatch, Michael right. B. Jordan, Chadwick Boseman, um, yeah. Seth Green. <laughs> right. Um, I mean, it was just. I'm trying to think of who else. There was a ton of people, like a ton of people in it. What was, and I'll look up some of the names just so we just get it right. What was uh, the worst? Oh, Jeremy Renner was in it. Oh, I thought, I thought it sounded like him, but I didn't think, I didn't see him in the credits. All right, here you go. Haley Atwell, Sebastian Stan, Dominic Cooper, Stanley Tucci. Uh, let's see. Ross Marquand actually was funny because he did a bunch of voices. He's mm. the guy who's from Walking Dead who did Red Skull in Infinity War. Yes. He also did uh, Ultron. Uh, Jeremy Renner. Neil McDonough, Michael Rooker did Yondu, Josh Brolin, ben, uh, Benicio Del Toro, Kurt Russell, Carrie Coon. Uh, Karen Gillan was great as Nebula great. again. Yep. Uh, Jamin Hanzu did Korath, the uh, Pursuer. Uh, let's see. Seth Green, as you said. Danny Gara or Guerrera did uh, Okoye. Mark Ruffalo, Tom Hiddleston, Clark Gregg, uh, Jamie Alexander, Frank Grillo. Let's see. Michael Douglas came back for this. Yep. Benedict Cumberbatch, Rachel McAdams, Benedict Dewan, Tilda Swinton, uh, Evangeline Lilly, Paul Rudd, John Favreau, Emily Van Camp, Michael B. Jordan, Angela Bassett, Andy Serkis, Don Cheadle, Chris Hemsworth, Natalie Portman, Kat Dannings, Jeff Goldblum, Colby Smothers, Taika Waititi. And I will say this, as for as good an actress as Natalie Portman is, she stinks as a voice actor. Yeah, it's it's not like an easy thing to do, evidently. And by the way, so someone said in the chat there was no Robert Downey Jr. They used sound clips of him. Like, that was clearly his voice. But, like, yeah, when it was Tony Stark, right? Like they used sound clips of him from, I know there were lines from other movies. But, like, the main, when you saw Tony Stark or Iron Man, it wasn't him. It was a guy named Mick Wigert or Wingert. And then also uh, Samuel L. Jackson. So it's crazy that so Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Pratt and uh, Scarlett Johansson and a couple others, but the rest of the cast, pretty loaded. The worst thing about it, I got used to the animation. The animation was fine. It reminded you of like a Telltale series. It was whatever. Like a, um, what do you call it? Like a Borderlands game or something. But the bad episodes to me were kind of like useless or they would have very little creativity as far as what if. Because what if we've all seen the butterfly effect and the the fun you could have with this, like if you change one thing, it should it should change a million things. And there are certain ones where like you changed one thing and it changed one thing. And you're like, OK, OK. I thought it was like there was a lot, a lot of it was boring, too, for me. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it. Uh, like they tried to make chicken salad out of chicken shit like there was a bad choice like if you and i sat down right now and thought of like what would be a good what if yeah we could come up with 10 better ones i agree and like yeah especially you give us a weekend we would come up with you give us a weekend 
Right, with all these characters? A bottle of lube uh-huh. Wait. and 24 beers, <laughs> and we come up with something better than this. You give me a bucket of ice and a pitching wedge, and I'm coming up with better ideas than what they had. I'm going to need to swap out the pitching wedge for a nine iron. Here's one right now. What if, what if, uh, I was going to say in in the original Avengers, what if Steve Rogers actually did lift up um, the Mjolnir? Mjolnir. What would happen then? Yeah. What if this show was good? I would ask that as well. What What if what you use the power stone instead of the mind stone to create vision? Okay. See what I'm saying? Now you're talking. Now we're talking. Now you you have something here. Mm -hmm. Just a little bit. What would your hashtag dork score be for season one? Because I believe there may be a season two of this. As a whole, I would say this is about a three and a half. I'm going two and a half. Ooh. I'm going to well. I'm thinking to myself. We just self, gave. I says to myself. I said to myself, self. I said, Rich, listen up. We gave Venom, uh, uh, let there be carnage, a three. Yep. And so I didn't enjoy this as much on the whole. On okay. my whole, I did not. Yeah. Yes. There's a lot of what ifs out there. There's a lot of what ifs in the game. Uh, I'm going to go two and a half. You're going three and a half. So we uh, aggregate a three from hashtag dork. Anything else you want to hit on non-spoiler here? No. Anything else? Okay. Spoilers. 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 Here come the spoilers. All right, spoilers. We're just going to rip through each episode, and some we'll spend a minute on, some we'll spend uh, more time on, but there was nine episodes. They were all roughly a half hour long. Let's start out with, I thought, what was a a really kind of uh, uncreative start to the entire series was episode one, what if Captain Carter was the first Avenger? Because what it proved out was Captain Carter or Sharon Carter would become, or uh, I'm sorry, Peggy Carter would become Captain America. Captain Britain or whatever. And that was it. it. Yeah, that was basically it. And it's essentially the same character because she still has a love for Steve Rogers and she wants to go back to the time where they were together. So it's essentially the same character, just female. Which I'm all for, but like, make it different. It wasn't different at all, right? Or like, wouldn't shouldn't sh- like I don't know. Steve should have become Bucky, or Bucky should have died, or there should have been something, something else in but there. Oddly, for whatever the, the odd choice to make Steve Iron Man. Yeah, so I mean, I guess they're trying to tweak it a little bit, but it was still all the same shit with like. All right, there's Red Skull, the Tesseract, all this stuff. And she basically just took his spot in a lot of the same moments from the first movie. And you're like, okay, got it. Like, all right. (laughs) So I thought this one was a turd sandwich. But the other thing, like, it's the same, like you said, it's the same character. It's like, it's not even the, the, they're they're not even like completely different people playing that same role. It was the same person, just female. Yep. Like, cool. I don't know. So that was sort of that. That was one of my big complaints with it. Anything like this. However, the second episode, they already show you what the show is actually capable of. Right. And it was what if T'Challa became a Star Lord? Best, best episode of the season of the series by far. 
like this single episode to me was a six out of six because the one thing changed, right? What if, and yep. now all of a sudden you have uh, T'Challa with the Ravengers and with that relationship with Yondu, but it completely changes everything because now Thanos is like a good guy or whatever. It right. just, it, because T'Challa is so like pure for lack of a better word that he influences those guys way more than Peter Quill ever could. Right. And so the, the ravagers become good. Yeah. Thanos becomes like a friend. Right. And like, there's this benevolent, they're not like scoundrels. Like they're actually just good guys. And like you said, so Karen Gillan, who plays Nebula. Awesome. Is awesome. So good. And what does she call, what does she call him? What's her nickname for him? Uh, fuck. She said it every, every second. Uh, what is it? It's such a, it's such a good nickname Cha -cha or Cha -cha, that's what it Cha -cha? was. And I'm, I'm so pissed that no one else thought of that. I, all of a sudden you never would have thought of it, but you're like, that's the relationship I wanted the most in the MCU was T'Challa and Nebula who would have ever thought? thought. And that's what this show should have done for every single yeah. episode. Yeah. And then you even got ego. And then at the end of it, the ego approaches uh, Peter Quill, obviously not voiced by Chris Pratt, but he, he's working the Dairy Queen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there was just uh, just really good stuff in that entire episode, and then also how the Collector has become such a supervillain too, which was awesome. Benicio del Toro was awesome. Yeah. Seth yeah. Green was awesome as Howard the Duck. So it's like Howard the Duck was great in this. Like, yeah. and, and this whole series, every time he popped up, he was great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this was. Clearly the episode to watch. If you're only going to watch one, it's episode two. And I think that's unanimous across the board. But what a what a great relationship there with T'Challa and Yondu, T'Challa and Nebula, the whole thing. Thanos becoming sort of like a comedic character. Just awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, episode three. What if the world lost its mightiest heroes? Yawn. Kind of a snooze. Yawn. And you end up Hank Pym. Okay. Hank Pym. Okay. Cool. It really was sort of like a. It was. It was also such. It was better than episode one, but it was such a, a fallback from the second episode that you're like, all right, we're back to this. And now. I think that was it. I think if they started with this one, might have been a better, might have been a better launching off point. Yeah. Such a letdown because yeah. like you're like, okay, once the T'Challa Star Lord one happened, like, all right, this is where we're going. Okay, mm -hmm. first one kind of a throwaway. This one, we're all right, we're locked in, and then it was like, and then just like, Ugh. you yeah. know, they could never sustain that momentum. It was like it wasn't bad. Like, all right, seeing how they're gonna go from Avenger to Avenger to see how they're gonna get killed, but still, like, I just, yeah, yeah, dumb. Episode four. What if Doctor Strange lost his heart instead of his hands? This was kind of a middle of the road episode for me, and the the title kind of is misleading because it's not like. He never lost his. It was more like, what if Doctor Strange like kind of abused his powers to get? And it was kind of like, oh, shit. What movie am I thinking of? Uh, I don't know. I can't remember. Um, whatever. It doesn't matter. But, but like, this one was sort of like uh, the. I don't want to say it was the most emotional. I think they kind of wanted it to be, because you know Rachel McAdams' character, uh, Doctor Christine Palmer just dies basically like final destination so she died she's in the car with him when he goes yep. to his thing his car accident and she dies 
And like, no matter how he does it, and he keeps yeah. spinning the world back. He's starting it over. He's spinning the world back, spinning the world back, and she dies no matter what. She dies all the time. And the one thing I did like about this episode was I always enjoyed when they would show the Watcher in the background, just like looking like in different scenes. Mm-hmm. And most characters don't know the Watcher's there, can't talk to him, but like Doctor Strange can. And so that part's kind of cool, like to show you his powers. And so like he's asking him for help, and it's like, uh, yeah. But the other thing, too, that I thought was really cool, and it was a cool kind of a callback to Loki, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think one of the things the Watcher tells him is that this is basically like a Nexus event. Like, you can't change this. Yeah, she dies. Like, it, she has to die in order for you to do this, and you need to do this. Yeah. Which is nuts, because she dies in, like, this multiverse, like, in this right. version, right? Because, again, this whole show is made... And this show is... I believe technically canon because this because of the events of Loki it kicks off the entire multiverse so there are all these different versions of these characters so I believe this is like legit like there is some version of this where Christine Palmer has to die over and over and over again and I I, and so this is what a good way of introducing this concept without it being too much all at once because Marvel's smart to know their fans are their fans and they're going to watch everything right and Mm -hmm. so and this is where DC, I think, kind of fucks up. Is DC doesn't give their fans enough credit, and they should. We're yeah, DC. Right, by the way, right. we are DC fans. Of we course, are. yes. I just, I, I don't think there's anybody who can argue the fact that Marvel is doing a better job with their properties than DC right now. Yeah, it's not no, to it's say true. that we're Marvel fanboys. That's not. I mean, I feel we always have to defend this point because it's no, we don't. Good. It's good. Clearly, like, all the comic books and video games, everything else is all DC. We love. I just, I would, I would find a person who could. I would be hard pressed to find a person who can make the argument that DC is doing a better job with their characters mm-hmm. than Marvel. They're not. But one thing um, I did, I wondered in this episode because uh, Doctor Strange was so adamant about using whatever his powers were to save Christine. I know it's a big difference, but does it also lead you to believe that maybe Doctor Strange would change things for Spider-Man in the upcoming Spider-Man movie? And so this, this is what I'm talking about. Like okay. I, this is what I've been talking with. The, I've watched that that trailer. Jesus Christ! I can't even right. tell you how many times. Right? Yeah, it's you. And it, I can't believe that he's being that frivolous with this. Right. That I cannot I believe that he would just do this for Peter. I believe uh, he has his own like reason for doing it. And it's not that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Episode five was what if zombies? So there's definitely been what if zombies or there's been Marvel zombie shows or comic books, I should say, in the past. This one was, I thought, not bad. Like so this one was entertainment. It's kind of like mindless fun to watch. Yep. Part of the pun on the mindless part. You got Ant Man or Scott Lang's head in a jar. That part was kind of cool. Uh, they're they're looking for like a cure of this whole thing. Entertaining at, at the very least, right? Zombies. Yeah, it, it was fun. I mean, but like you had, you know, Peter Parker wearing the cape, like Doctor mm-hmm. Strange's cape. Um, Zombie Wanda was cool. I thought that was kind of a cool idea. Um, yeah, which gets called back later. And then you have like you have uh like part or like or you get like uh zombie Thanos at the end with the gauntlet. Like that yep. was a cool like so that's cool stuff. Like it wasn't the but best again, episode, it wasn't the worst. It was to me right in the middle. What this could have been better if it was like it's like almost like its own miniseries, like if it was three episodes of just that. Just zombies. Yeah, you could probably make an animated movie, like make it longer and just have its own thing. I'm yeah. I'm with you on that one. Uh, episode six was what if Killmonger rescued Tony Stark? So this was decent. This one was decent. And 
I just love Michael B. Jordan, as you know, and and getting more Killmonger back was pretty cool. And just seeing that relationship, the two of them together, and what that was going to be like, I kind of liked it. Now, this one definitely would have been better had Robert Downey Jr. been a part of this. Right. And also, they did like the double cross like four times <laughs> it was a in this episode. <laughs> yeah. It like, was a lot of that, like the Ob- uh, uh, Obadiah stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty good, though. I liked it. Uh, also, you get uh, Shuri is in this episode. You see Shuri's in the news? Shuri's in hot water again. Yeah. Letitia this- Wright, the actress, is. Yeah. So she's an, an, uh, no, an anti. She's Kyrie Irving, basically. Yeah, right. So and I wonder how that's going to work out. She's Kyrie, Kyrie Irving of the Marvel Universe in that she is so anti-vax that she's willing to derail her entire team to prove her point. Yeah, and apparently she's like posted a bunch of stuff and then deleted like some of it. Like, but it's just to me, it, I mean, it's it's not funny, but it is funny that the smartest character in the Marvel Cinematic Universe is the one putting up like nonsense, non-science, like not it. like yeah, doesn't believe in science. It's kind of it's kind of something, yeah. but that, no, but you know what? That episode wasn't bad, and I think Michael, for me, Michael B. Jordan made that episode. Uh, but now you have a real dump. Episode seven. What if? Thor were an only child. This was the worst episode of the season. It was so stupid. It was so stupid. It was, I I kept waiting for something to happen. And it was just basically Thor wanting to party. It's just like Thor. It's like Thor being a douchebag. Yep. And I think I, so I, by accident, I put it in a group chat. I meant to send it to you. It was like fat Thor is greater than regular Thor, but the worst of them is like, douche thor this was like, the worst thor without so without a doubt and like his supporting character or like i love natalie portman but i understand that her as jane foster to this point has not been strong right. and it wasn't great in this one either and then like the darcy character like there were some funny lines there but i also i okay. liked captain marvel in this yeah and that captain becomes marvel like a cool. running thing like this uh-huh. is where captain marvel shows up for real and carries through the next three episodes yeah so it's interesting how you kind of thought they were all standalones until you get to the final two episodes and the or two I, and a half yeah. so what i would really do is eight and nine are essentially this one episode yeah if you because they, they go together and i think some probably the strongest story of the whole thing so it kind of starts to make sense but in my head you didn't have strong enough characters to pull this off yeah, I'm with you, you know? on that. And because there was this it, whole thing where they were like, remember the watcher was like breaking his oath, but like basically telling people like you're in on this. Like I need like you son of a bitch, I'm in. <laughs> you son of, thing. of a bitch, I'm in. I'm putting the gang back together. And then they're like, not you, Tony Stark. And he's like, what's well, like what the fuck? Yeah, don't <laughs> like why not? Don't need you, man. We're all good. So you're right. So the last two episodes essentially are one long episode. It's what if Ultron won. And what if the Watcher broke his oath? So I very much like the Watcher. And I like how Ultron. It was cool to see Ultron get all the Infinity Stones. Mm -hmm. And so now rather than having like a gauntlet, like you have Ultron, which basically like he saw Vision and just like took over Vision's body. So sort of like a morph of the two. And then he gets the Infinity Stones. So it's like he is so powerful. He's so beyond anything we've ever even seen. That he can now, like, now he's, like, chasing down the Watcher. Right. And he can, see, he can hear him and he can see him. Yeah. 
he was yeah. like all alone. It was kind of cool. Like he was like blowing up different universes or worlds, and then all of a sudden he's sitting there by himself, and he's like, "What?" And he like turns around and watches like, "Oh shit!" It's like that scene in Justice League when you know the Flash is like running around Superman. I think he's gonna get him, and you all of a sudden you see Superman like turn his head and yeah. look at him. It was kind of <laughs> like that. Yeah, it like was that was that cool of a scene, you know? So they end up putting together the Guardians of the Multiverse, and. That, right you're like all right and so they, they call it take, whatever you don't have to do that you don't have to do that they take all character so it was dr strange or i guess supreme strange supreme captain carter star lord t'challa shit thor black panther killmonger uh-huh. and gamora so and gamora, like, which you're I'm in on gonna, that team i'm in on gamora because this gamora killed thanos this version of gamora killed thanos yes and she has his double sword thing yeah so you're like yeah. all right i'm kind of in on that and then their whole plan is all right we gotta like get a stone off of them and then i have like the thing that can like destroy the stones but then they're like oh yeah that was made on my planet yes yeah, this, this planet. is this is like, where it kind of lost me was yeah. this thing they're like hold on the uh infinity crusher yeah like that doesn't all, work it doesn't work over here it's like but it, but if the Infinity Stones work the same, why don't the Infinity Crusher work the same? And that was what I didn't get. And that was kind of like, to me, that was kind of thrown in there. And then the whole thing with Killmonger getting the, all of the Infinity Stones and the suit. And then what's his name? Uh, the virus basically being like, no, you can't. Yeah. You can't oh, do that. oh, yeah, yeah. Like, like the big head guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you're like, hold on. He control and the other thing too is like one of the things that always bothered me about yeah. Thanos and about the Infinity Stones. If you have all six Infinity Stones, why do you run anywhere? You don't have to. Yeah, you're like you're so beyond. It's like, like not even powerful. Run. You're like you're you are everything. Right. So yeah, like, I don't know. It's like in the Matrix where like Neo is fighting. Like, why are you fist fighting people? Like that doesn't make any sense to me. Well, like if what you could you, stop time and move around. Like, why? What need correct. would you have to fist fight? Like Ultron literally could have just froze, like Zach Morris freeze. Yeah, killed everybody, yeah. and then continued with his business. Or just like you're done, like go away. Right. Or like when they they stole, which I think they stole the Soul Stone at first. Yeah, you still have the other five. Like you, right. you really don't even need that one. No, that's the one. Like you, we're not really sure what that one does. Yeah, I like you have the other ones. You have the time stone and the power stone. Like, really, you just need those two, right? I can stop everybody, and then I can punch them to Mars or wherever. <laughs> like the time stone is really the only one you need. Yeah, no, I know. Just to manipulate time, like okay. And then I thought it was lame too. Like the very, very ending. Like they have like the little mid credit scene, and you have uh, Captain Carter and her version of Black Widow. They like the she shows yeah Black Widow and Hawkeye they have a whole thing here and Hawkeye dies and Black Widow's alive according to the old switcheroo, but they're like oh here's the Hydra stomper from before and someone's inside like obviously Captain America or Steve Rogers yeah but like we were I think we were supposed to care but to me it was like okay like great yeah I don't I don't so really the like Iron it. Man Mach Mach one suit built by Howard Stark right. Which so I liked, cool. yeah. I liked episode two a lot. <clears throat> what was the second best episode? You think? Um, I really liked the last two together. 
Okay. Yeah, it might so, be those two or maybe Killmonger, although that was kind of uneven. Like, he was good, but the rest of it was kind of... So, I would say... So, the reason I gave this, like... What did I give it? A three and a half? Yeah. So, I would say if you take eight and nine as one episode, there's eight right. episodes. Yeah. Half of them are good to decent. And those are episode two. Yep. Is the best one by far. Like, in my mind, by far. By far. Uh, Killmonger, Tony Stark was pretty good. And the last two were solid. There were some things I had issues with, but like those two, everything else. I just think I'm with you. Like the, the Thor and captain Carter were so bad. And then the, when they lost, when all the Avengers were killed, it was like a murder mystery thing that like, usually we'd be into, but I didn't really give a shit at that point. And then zombies and Dr. Strange was like, okay, not, not really for me. And then, uh, yeah, the last two episodes was very hit or miss. I did find myself even in the last episode being like, it's kind of a bad sign when the episode's 25 minutes long. And I think twice I time checked it. I was like, oh, I got 10 minutes. I got 15 minutes left. Oh, I got 10 minutes left. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't. If they want to do more animated shows, though, like I'm f- obviously in favor of that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that's that's good with me. Uh. But you're right. I think you could have, with this cast of characters and with this many people agreeing to be a part of it, you definitely could have done more than this. And if we get a season two, I'm wondering if they can open it up to the entire Marvel universe because now we're kind of like, that would be something. Yeah. Like some X-Men stuff, some Deadpool stuff. Yeah, so it's a good point. Like, do you think they would have to, they probably feel like they should open it up live action first. Right yes. for X Men yeah. and for like Daredevil and for Jessica Jones and for like all of them, I would think that'd be the next thing that they would they would want. I would, yeah, I would hope so. But I would also like to see, you know, some like what if Scarlet Witch stuff. Like what yeah. if you know, um, like Quicksilver never. We can, we can call him Quick. Can we call him Quicksilver still? I think we can. Oh, now he can. Yeah, yeah. yeah now yeah, I think so he can. Yeah. So what if he didn't the... die? Yeah. Okay. So well, now, I mean, really, at the end of the day, just more Korg and Meek stuff. Need more Korg and Meek. Oh, so like, what if? Okay, so what if Korg beat Thor and Sakar? What if he was like the big champion? Pretty good. And mm-hmm. then instead of or Hulk, he beat Hulk and Sakar. Yeah. So now it's just him and Meek chilling in that big penthouse, and like what? And so here, see, here's an episode right now. And who is it? They not the collector, but the um, Jeff Goldblum. I, I forget. Grandmaster, uh, the Grandmaster, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Who would the Grandmaster bring in to just try try to keep beating Korg and me? Right, right. Yeah, you know, and I think that there's an episode right there. I think we're I think we're killing it. All right, Ryan. Before we get to our next, we sort of have a double feature here today. Before we get to our next topic du jour, let's rip a quick pick of the bomb. Pick of the bomb. Pick of the bomb. Pick of the bomb. Would you like to kick, receive, defer, or you may choose to defend a goal? I will receive. I will okay. take the ball, and this right. one. I saw this on Netflix and I've seen it before. I don't think it's new, but it's new to me. Um, there's a thing on Netflix called Oats Studios. Okay. Which is a series of experimental short films by Neil Blomkamp, the guy who did District 9. Hmm. So it's all this like side. It's pretty good. You can see, I mean, you obviously you can see the ragged edges and stuff because it's not like a full production movie, but Sigourney Weaver's in the first episode. So like the, it's pretty good. I watched the first two episodes. It's good. I'll I'll let you know. I'm still I'm four episodes into Squid Game, and that's still really good. 
I haven't started. I'll have to jump in. You got to watch. Squid I will. Game. I know. Everybody's watching. Borderline that. standalone. All right. I'll watch it. I'll watch mm-hmm. it. I did watch. I don't know if it's a standalone, but it's definitely a dink. Muppets Haunted Mansion. I missed it. I was on duty, but my kids watched it and they were crazy about it. They loved it. Only 53 minutes. It's really less of a movie and more of a uh, like special. But it's yep. 53 minutes and it's very Gonzo heavy, which is always a good thing. I'm in on that. Gonzo and Pe- Pepe, by the way, the prawn, the king yeah. prawn. Sneaky, yeah. my favorite Muppet right now. Yeah, and that's the duo. It's it's yep. Gonzo and uh, and Pepe. So so pretty good. All right, Ryan, what do you say right now? We bring in friend of the podcast, high school classmate of the podcast, Sopranos expert, master storyteller, none other than Tristan Bessie. Tristan, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you guys? We're doing great. And here's the thing. We wanted to have you on because last week, and you got it. Everybody needs to go to the YouTube and see what Bessie is wearing right now because that is perfect. But we were talking about the many saints of Newark last week, and I said, I'm not a huge Sopranos fan, but I got to watch this movie, and I watched it, and it was two hours, and I just thought, frankly, it was terrible. But I wanted to bring somebody on who knows Sopranos better than me, knows the lore, was probably anticipating the movie a lot more than I was. Mm-hmm. So I just want to give you the floor for a minute, and then we can have a little nice little back and forth. But uh, what was your... First of all, how excited were you for the movie? And then what was your immediate reaction to it? Well, I I tempered my expectations. Okay. Um, because I, I think, you know, with, with any great series, with any great movie, as we have seen over, you know, the over history, sequels, prequels, for the most part, Jurassic Park aside, do <laughs> not do well. Um, so it, I and, you know, I, I, I was struggling a little bit because like, I, I knew going into the movie that when David Chase created it, it was not meant to truly be a Sopranos prequel. Like he grew up in Newark. He wanted to explore the, the Newark riots, riots during the sixties, you know, Italian Americans, blacks clashing, that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think he kind of got coerced into tying in some of the early Soprano storylines because that's when Johnny boy Soprano, that's when junior were coming up. You know, obviously Polly, because Polly ran with Johnny Boy's crew at that time. So, you know, I, I I went into it with like a little bit of this is not really a Sopranos prequel. This is not meant to be a Sopranos film. They're just going to be weaving in the storylines. I also went into it knowing that this is not about Tony Soprano. Like, right. And even though Michael Gandolfini was in it, and I think that was really cool that they were able to do that. Um, like I knew it wasn't about him. And, and I think a lot of people went into it with unrealistic unrealistic expectations of what it was and what it wasn't um and i think as a result they walked out of the theater or they turned it off when they were done disappointed i think i that was was as good of a yeah recap as we've heard on this show thank you yeah no and i think that's if you're level-headed correct as as you know nobody's level-headed like and if you're if you're getting reviews on twitter or if you're getting reviews on a podcast because I just have two things. It says that so the title obviously is The Many Saints of Newark. Yeah. And then it was marketed with the subtitle A Soprano Story. Well, and then if you is. if you go to the post like some of the posters that came out for it, it says I'm looking at the Wikipedia right now. Yeah. Who made Tony Soprano? 
four like big bold words, and you're like, if that's your expectation, if that's your hope. Well, I will. I, I'll say. All right. So, oh, two things to respond to that. One, I work in advertising, yeah. so of course they marketed it as a Sopranos film. Yeah. Like when you see that things are free in advertising, they're never free. They come with legal disclaimers. They just didn't happen to put it at the bottom of the ad. Yeah. Um. So like. They had to do that because that was what was going to draw people in. I mean, The Sopranos is, if not the greatest, one of the, you know, one of the greatest, uh, you know, TV yeah. shows in, in history. Um, I will say, though, like in terms of that that second point of who made Tony Soprano, like there was a lot to be said about the the impact that Dickie Moltisanti had on Tony's life. Um, and that's referenced quite a bit throughout the series. And so the you know in terms of the the focal point the center point of the 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 Sopranos aspect of it or the you know the DeMeo crime family is, is what it was, you know Dickie was the focal point and you could see throughout the movie the relationship that Dickie and Tony had, and then obviously that kind of weird abrupt you know way in which he cut him off because apparently Ray Liotta played two people in the movie um, yeah, twins. Which yeah, hold which, on. Yeah. Yeah. So I have this theory that like anytime you make like a like an Italian gangster movie, like they throw up whatever Ray Liotta's it's like a pockmark like that signal and he has to show up. Yes. Like he just has anytime, like he just like Well Davey, you would have you would have loved this because Ray Liotta was so nice he had to be in the movie twice. <laughs> I mean, this is like we're spoiling stuff on this thing, right? Uh, yeah. Let's go full spoilers. It's been out long enough, so okay. let's let's put the uh, let's put the spoilers out for. I do, uh, I do have to say. Wait, before you spoil, before you spoil, okay. let me ask right. you this question: As someone, I have not watched an episode of The Sopranos since the finale, since yeah. the actual finale. Okay. How much rewatching would I have to do to in enjoy this movie? Well. I think you can look at that a couple ways. Like there are definitely some callbacks for sure. Um, some of them are decent. Some of them are a little forced and like completely unnecessary. Like there's one with junior that I think he said once in the series and then they, they managed to get it in twice in the movie. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. I don't know if this is a family podcast. But it's not it is highly inappropriate. Yeah. Even if it's not a family podcast, it's highly inappropriate yeah. to repeat. But it's it's such an off-color and like unnecessary and out of place line mm -hmm. um, that I'm just like, really, like really, you worked that hard to get that line in twice. Like I don't even remember it from the movie from the series. Right. Um, you know, there, there was another one too. Like it, it was kind of random, but it's like in the first few seconds of the movie. Um, when they're going to pick up Hollywood Dick when he's getting off the when he's getting off the ship, and uh, Tony's chasing Dickie, and, and Dickie turns and says to him, "Come here, you gagoots," and Tony uses that that term towards AJ multiple times throughout the series. So, like, that's one of those things where I'm like, okay, I feel like you guys are trying to like show us that that's where Tony got that term of affection that he used for his own son. Because obviously Tony looked at Dickie as a father. Dickie looked at Tony as a son. So, I mean, there's a lot of different callbacks and things, you know, and, and that's actually like I was talking to my brother about this. I think that's part of the issue with it being marketed as a Sopranos film, because I think a lot of hardcore Sopranos fans went into this like with their own vision of what they thought a bunch of callbacks were going to be. And then you don't get the ones that you wanted or you don't get the ones that you thought would be in there. And that's another thing where it's like, you know, oh, that's disappointing. I really thought they were going to have this scene or I really thought they were going to have this scene. 
Um, so it's, you know, uh, I, I don't know. In, in terms of not having watched it, you're probably better off, to be honest. Having having not seen a Sopranos episode not seen like 20 since years. the finale. Yeah. 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 See, like I've been watching watching it like just on a cycle, repeating yeah. for the last 13 years. See, that's what I that's what I do with like it's not 13 years, but like with Breaking Bad. Like if I'm just like bored, like working, I'll throw Breaking Bad on the one. back. Yeah, yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I just, for me, I ended up getting a sour taste in the Sopranos. I didn't watch it live. I didn't have HBO till after I think it was even on. And then I, then it was one of those shows that you just ripped through. I didn't love the last season and not just the final episode, which everybody talks about. Mm-hmm. I thought like the, the, the high, the highs of the Sopranos are as good as any other highs. Yeah. But then there was, then there was just sort of like some other unnecessary storylines or kind of storylines to nowhere. See, but, I'm, I'm on the other side of it. I love season six just because I love Phil Leotardo. Oh, okay. Huge fan of that character. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it like, and, and that's when you obviously, you know, Johnny Sack goes, goes away at the beginning of season six and, you know, Phil takes over. And I mean, Phil's got so many great one-liners and yeah. he's such a fucking hard ass old school, you know, by the book kind of guy um, that like he's, he, He's he's right up there. He's probably like top three favorite characters in this. All right, for me. Well, t- uh, talk to me about the characters that are from the series that were in the movie and how they were portrayed. From whether it be uh, Junior or Polly or Silvio, uh, what did you think of those guys from one to the other? Obviously, you had yeah. um, Livia Soprano, like all yeah. of those. Back. Yeah. So. I'll get to junior in a little, in a little bit. Cause there's, there's a lot more around junior that I thought was yeah. really interesting and obviously very, very shocking at the end. But then when you think about it, not, um, I thought they did, I thought they did Silvio's character a massive disservice. Um, you know, Silvio throughout the series was like almost a caricature. Yeah. And then I feel like the guy that played him created a caricature of a caricature. Um, like just trying way too hard to capture the mannerisms of Silvio that we remember from the series. Um, the other thing that bothered me was the wig. Yeah. Like at what, at what point in the series would we ever have been led to believe yeah. that his hair was a wig? It wasn't. Now I, I know I, it is in real life. Sure, but like they but they like, did, yeah, they never they never went there in the show. And now this is supposed to be him uh 30 years earlier and it's a wig and it like and and not only that but like there were multiple instances in the series where like you that would have been a time in which like you know yeah that you know if if it was a wig you probably would have noticed right you didn't it just like like why you know like why why did you like were, were you going for like cheap humor i don't know it just just a really really bizarre um so the whole silvio thing i i was disappointed with Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I thought Livia, I, I, I like the actress. What's her name? Vera, Vera Firminga. Yeah. yeah. She's, she's outside. I remember her when she was in the departed. Um, yes. yeah. and say it I, right. Say it right. I know you live on the West coast now, but say it right. The departed. <laughs> How did I do? Did I do all right? It's good. It's good. You have still, awesome. still yeah. Um, the, uh, but like, I, I thought she did a really good job because that's a really fascinating character. Um, you know, especially early in the series. I mean, she's one of the most like hateable characters in the series. But you, I mean, even in the movie, you get a clear understanding of why Tony was the way that he was. 
Yeah. Um, so I, I thought in the obviously the limited time that they had, you know, two hours to develop a character along with all the other storylines and characters. Um, I thought they I thought they did a pretty good job with her. Uh, Johnny Boy, I was I was disappointed. I didn't think he was anything like what he was in the show. And he was barely in the movie. And so that was John yeah. Bernthal. Davey was playing yeah. Johnny. And, yeah. and I just, I wanted more of him. I love that actor. And yeah. I, was, I was very curious about sort of more of his backstory. And I felt like he was barely in it. Well, he's barely in it. And then I felt like he was like a, a kind of tempered down, like muted version of himself. Yeah. You know, like in the show, I remember him being when they would do the, you know, the cutbacks to, you know, to him when he was alive. Like, I remember him just being like this gregarious, like over the, oh, you know, like that kind of, yeah. and, and in the show, he was just like, you know, this like kind of hard ass, like very different. It, it just, it, it felt like they didn't really get that character right. Um, I don't know. Really, I mean, he, he must've just gotten like really poor. I don't know what was going on there. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did love Junior though. I did. Um, oh, okay. And, and I thought, I thought that guy, you know, that, that line aside, um, I, I thought we got a pretty good depiction of like who junior was in the series. Like it felt like, Oh, like he's always been that way. You know, that like, that's how he was back then. Um, and I loved, 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 I'm going right into the spoiler, huge, huge fan of the fact that junior was the one that ordered the hit on Dickie. Yes. Like I, I thought that was such a fantastic twist um didn't surprise me at all because of the insult like we know from the series junior holds a massive grudge and then the other thing like i i even went back after watching the movie because i was like you know like i'm kind of curious to go back and rewatch, especially like early um how junior was towards chrissy because knowing now that junior was the one that ordered the hit on his father dickie like was he like was he weird towards him and i mean Early in season one, like Junior was was ready to whack him because I don't know if you remember, but Chrissy was like boosting trucks with Brendan Falone. And uh, there's a scene actually where Junior goes and consults with Livia and Livia basically tells him like, you know, because she goes, well, Tony loves him like a son. And she goes, and so do I. Um, he just helped install my windows. And and then Junior's like, OK, well, what do you think I should do? And Livia goes, well, the Brendan Falone kid, ah. <laughs> and Junior, like that kind of gives Junior all he needs. And he's like, all right, like I'm going to, you know, I'm going to mess with Chrissy a little bit, which they do. They take him out. Um, right. you know, I think they took him out to by the Meadowlands. And I don't know if you remember, but that's when he shits himself. There's a whole thing with that with Adriana. Yes. Um, but then when he gets out of the hospital, they go to meet up with, with Brennan. And that's when they find him in the bathtub. You know, Junior had uh, Mikey Palmisi do the hit. But, you know, and then even uh, even when Chrissy developed the drug problem, you know, Junior's still around, even though he was in house arrest. And Junior Junior consulted with Tony and, and he thought that Tony should take him out because he thought he was too much of a liability. He said, if you're on trial like I am and, you know, you've got Chrissy in that kind of condition or if he gets picked up, he gets arrested for a drug, you know, drug problem, any sort of drug you know related uh, issue. Like, who knows what he's going to say? you know, especially in that state of mind. So Junior was all about taking him out. I mean, from early day, early yeah. days all the way to, you know, season four, season five. So um, I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, no, that is pretty good. And again, it goes back to uh, Junior slip and fell on steps and Dickie laughed at him. Which, by the way, Junior also did 
in the series, if you remember when it was coming right. out of the court. And right. then that's what led them to um, pretend, you know, they pretended at the time that he was, uh, that he was Ugats, as, as Tony said. Um, but then, you know, lo and behold, it's like, that was one of the great mysteries towards the end of the series. Like, Junior was acting crazy. And then it was like, wait, is he legitimately crazy now? Like, did, like, right. did something actually happen? Or is he just like the greatest actor of all time? Um, Cause there was uh, I think what was a Patsy, uh, Patsy thought even towards the end, I think he thought maybe he was faking it a little bit. Like he still kind of knew what was going on, you know? Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, you know, I, th I thought, I thought the junior character, I thought that whole storyline was, was really good. So to me, I just thought that that was, I, I thought it was two hours and I was like, the only thing that really happened or the only thing that I really took away from it was just what you said. There was the, all right, we know who put the hit out on Dickie. Yeah. We, we, we finally know who it is. Yeah. Because I thought again the Tony Soprano stuff, which like you're probably right, like they probably they leaned into it to get people to watch, but unfortunately yeah. that wasn't the strongest part of the movie. Yeah, and I just thought he did his relationship with Dicky, like they didn't show you enough of it. It was like kind of implied. Obviously they hit on it a lot throughout the series, yeah. but he didn't really see a whole lot of stuff. And by the time Dicky was gone, I never felt like he was the most important person in Tony's life, at least from the movie. Well, not only that, but I like. I never felt like Tony by the end of that movie was like, he was in. Like, no, yeah, definitely not. You know, it was like, I mean, he had, he had just thrown the whole, you know, speaker system out the window and right. um, you know, what was the, you know, I think Dickie had that great line to him. He was like, you know, you know, every time you do this, you just tell yourself it's the last time, you know, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was a great, that was a great yeah. line. But yeah, I mean, that, that was one thing I was like, you know, that's, that's where I do wish that instead of like, you know, a two-hour movie it was more of a miniseries so that we could have seen yeah. more of that develop so we better understood how tony actually got in uh -huh. the of crime um because he was very much like not i you know he, he did some he did some little stuff like in the movie but i mean you know i i never felt like he was like two feet in at that point and like dicky was truly the inspiration for him to get in i just feel like they didn't have right. enough time to develop it. so Hold on, let me jump in here for a second too. So yeah. correct me if I'm trying to like my best to remember this Soprano series. Yeah. Junior is who shoots Tony, right? Yes. Yeah. And is, it, is he six. like, it, he thought it was his father? He thought it was Pussy Malanga. Okay. All right. Never mind. I thought he thought it was like his dad. Or I forget, but like, okay. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah. But Junior no. shoots Tony in the series. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Um, yeah, I you know I did so the the other thing I did like about the movie though like I thought I thought the whole storyline with Harold um, was really interesting like you know he was he was part of Dickie's crew um, you know gets in trouble has to head down to North Carolina comes back and then he just kind of says fucking I'm starting up my own thing yeah. um, and takes him on you know and then um, that I whole like that movies, it felt a little bit like two movies. I feel like if there was a, uh, Leslie Odom, Davey was the one who played, uh, Harold McBriar. Yes. And if it was just sort of Harold with Dickie and from afar, you're like, oh, that's, oh, that's the Dickie that like mentored Tony, but you almost didn't even put Tony in it. Yeah. Now you wouldn't have gotten as many people to watch it, but it probably would have been a better movie. And the whole thing, I remember the trailer too. The whole thing is like Vera Farmiga talking about like tony and well, like a like a guidance counselor or some shit like they they teed it up like yeah it was gonna be like Tony's thing. Yeah, he went in because he was getting in trouble at school yeah and he went in there um she also looked a lot like 
they they say he's like wicked, you know, wicked smart. He's like going to be a leader, and yeah, you know, he did, you know, he passed some like I forget what the name of the test was, but I think that was another callback too of you know from from the series at some point. I think so. I did like uh, they. It was a little on the nose because they had to explain. They didn't need to explain it, but it was uh, an interesting mm-hmm. scene where a uh, very young Christopher is being held by Tony, and he's crying and crying and crying. They should have just left it there, but then the the old lady at the table is like, "Yeah, you no, know, some kids just like can see the future and like know what's gonna happen to them." I'm like, "All right, all right, all right, we got it." We, some, we yeah, got it. it was like when some kids come in, they've seen the other side or something yeah, like yeah. that. You know, like, we we like, get yeah. it, buddy. Yeah, yeah. clear. That's how he dies. We know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I would have been happy there if they were just like, "Oh yeah, I had a kid. His name's Chrissy," and then you're like, "Oh shit." Yeah, yeah. right. That's that's there's, probably there's all. Christopher. You know, Christopher. did you think that? And this was probably done on purpose, but Vera Firminga's uh, portrayal of Livia looked a lot like Tony's wife as well. Yeah, I I, I noticed that. Um, yeah. I, I thought, yeah, I, I thought that was that was an interesting um, kind of correlation. Uh, I, I don't know, like if if there were, I'm trying to remember if there was anything from the series that would have like, you know, indicated why they made that type of decision or that type right. of like. Yeah, I don't know. Or, you know, makeup or, you know, that sort of thing. Um, But uh, yeah, I did. I did definitely notice that. Um, Sarah noticed that, too. She was like, oh, that kind of looks like Carmella. Yeah, it did for sure. Now, would you want another movie like in between this and the start of the series or or what? Like, what would you like to see? Yeah, I mean, like, I I think. Again, I, I think the the storylines were interesting and like the, even, even the shit with Harold, like, you know, at the end of the movie you see, and he, you know, he's, everything's fine. You know, he's like settling into a new home and, you know, in the neighborhood and all that shit. And it's like, you know, kind of interesting that like he went through all that, you know, against Dickie and the DeMeo family. And he's just like, everything's fine with him. And like, I'd love to see some of that tension continue, you know, cause I thought, I mean, that, that to me felt really compelling. Um, and you know, there's, there's more with like junior and, and, and Johnny boy. And I mean, you could, I, I, I think I read like David Chase just signed like a five movie deal. Um, so Jesus. I do wonder, like, I, I don't know if the intent is that they're going to continue to develop. Yeah. I think he stuff. wants to make movies, not necessarily all, you know, yeah. related, but I think he wants to make yeah. movies. Maybe that's where it is. But like, it's again, I, it would have been interesting if they turned it into a mini series and maybe slow rolled it a little bit yeah. more, you know, than trying to get all of this. In, Cause there's so much that happens in, right. in the two hours, you know? Um, so, you know, I like, look, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I, I, I thought it was a good movie. I, I didn't think it's, you know, one of the greatest mafia movies I've ever seen in my life. Um, I don't think, it should be compared to the Sopranos, um, you know, by, by any stretch, but I thought it was a good movie. I, again, I, like I said at the top, I, I feel like a lot of the bad reviews and the hate are just people that didn't know what the movie was actually about um, because they didn't necessarily pay attention to like what was actually being said about it. Um, and they just came out of it disappointed because they, they wanted it one way and it was the other way. What is your dork score? Uh, one through six. What would you uh, What would you say? Give it a four. 
a four. Can I, can I do even six. numbers or is that like a rookie? No, 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 that's good. I was just, I was, I'm surprised because like I said, I've, I've read nothing but like bad things about yeah. this. So to hear like a true Sopranos fan be like, no, it's a four. Yeah. No, I mean, I think you, you have a level-headed view of it. And I think you kind of had, you didn't have super high expectations, which helps. Yeah. And I think if you look at like sort of highlight, again, I didn't like it. I just didn't think a lot happened. And I was like waiting for, for more stuff. And it was like, and again, probably why it was better suited for like a prequel series, because I think they tried to get so many things in it and they had so many yeah. characters and they wanted to do all this stuff. Then they wanted to introduce a couple of new characters. And then by the end of it, you're like, that was it. Like that was the well, whole movie. I, I was reading too that it sounds like a lot of stuff got cut out and edit. So they had even more like references and callbacks and things that they were trying to weave in um, to to tie it even more to the um, to the Sopranos universe. And they actually cut out a lot more. Oh wow, it was probably for the best. But I mean, I, look, like let's let's also just be honest about what a four out of six is. I mean, that's a sixty-six percent. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> I mean, a D plus. That's, yeah, not that's, that's, that's barely, you know, not failing. So yeah, I, you know, it's not incredible. Um, yeah, I mean, again, I, I, I think some of the harsh reviews, you know, if, if you're giving it a one or a two, yeah. like it's a little unwarranted. You know, if you if you went in with the right perspective, I, I think you might come out with a higher score. But, um, but again, it's I mean, a four out of six. So not yeah. not not chode jeans, not oh. a shit sandwich. No. Nope. Not, not a shark Fryer, sandwich. Not Friar's Magneto mask. Not, it's, not like, it's like the old Gabagool, you know? Gabagool. It's, yeah. It's Gabagool. Yeah. Uh, it's there you can eat it. Did anything, besides Silvio's wig, did anything jump out to you as being clearly not, like, lined up time-wise or something that, like, a character wouldn't do? Because, again, some people would say shut up and just enjoy the movie. Others who, I don't know, have a movie podcast would poke through every little yeah, thing. No, that yeah, because I, I know, like, I mean, there is, I, I follow, um, I follow a bunch of, like, hardcore soprano, you know, yeah. people on Twitter. And, I mean, some of those people, you'd swear they're, like, you know, practicing for, like, a, a round of Jeopardy. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like, uh, white men can't jump, you know, the, uh, that start with the letter Q, you know, it's like, they're just waiting for that one moment where they get that one category and they can, yeah. they can run the table and off. Uh -huh. question. Um, start with the letter I, Q. That's a fucking great callback, by the way. Good job. That's a Thank nice you. movie too. Um, but the, uh, yeah, I, there was nothing, nothing else that like really jumped out at me. Um, right. but like, I, I, I wasn't going into it with like that microscopic lens of like, no. you know, Oh, you guys got that wrong. How dare you? You know, this is, you know, right, right. um, I, I kind of went in with like, uh, I, I was just, you know, kind of watching it more casually, um, yeah. you know, than I, that I might, um, you know, like, a if it was truly like, uh, if, if this was like them extending the Sopranos series, you know, and it's like, yeah, right, right. We're actually picking up, you know, where they left off at, at Holston's then, I'm probably watching it with you know more of a microscopic lens, but I, I didn't go into it with that. So there was nothing that really jumped out at me. The the wig thing was the most. Yeah. The most <laughs> Dave, you got any uh, other questions before we wrap this up? No, I, I like I said, but the question I had was like, do I have to go? And you're so what you're saying is like I don't really have to do another Sopranos deep dive, and I should probably it would be better off if I did it with like fresh eyes. Yeah, I, I would just go in with fresh eyes, and you know, you might be surprised, like you know, a few of the things that you pick up and. Um, you know, and recall from the series, but 
Um, it's yeah, I, I feel like if you were to rewatch the show and then go and watch it, like some of those things might stick out to you a little bit more and annoy you, and they might actually distract you from oh, okay, you know, yeah. from just kind of following the the plot line, which is really about the Newark riots and you know yeah. the Italians and 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 the blacks. So good stuff, Bess. Any other final thoughts on the film? Uh, I will say the way they killed off Big Pussy's dad, that headshot <laughs> in the street is i mean that's a that's a great kill yeah a great shot so um yeah for i think that was a- uh that's the comedian yeah, uh diaz, Joey right? diaz played him right yeah. yeah yeah he took he took one that was that that was a great that was a great headshot so, pretty crazy yeah all right man good stuff thanks for stopping by talking uh talking a little many many yeah. appreciate the invite thanks guys good to see all you all right Davey, tomorrow we are actually going to be back, or Tuesday night, if you're listening to this, we are going to be back for uh, top 10 horror comic books with the guys from TLDR, Dr. Joe and Nick Fryer. We have our list of 10. We are ready to rip roll that. Next week, Halloween Kills. I can't wait. Uh, It's available on Peacock as well. For everybody out there that doesn't want to go to the theater, you can watch it on Peacock starting on Friday. So that'll do it for us. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Check us out on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, you name it. Dave, what do they say about wombats? Square poops and bad wigs. You're going to have problems, just like everything else. But stay positive and stay strong. Stay positive and stay strong.